This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Do you love music? Then you need to visit Shearer's Music Works. From aspiring guitarist to touring pianist, Shearer's caters to musicians of all chords. In store, you'll find an amazing range of instruments and print music, and if your instrument needs a tune-up, they have on-site repair and servicing. Shearer's Music Works on Anglesey Street, Hamilton. Your total music store. Proud sponsor of the Back Porch Bluegrass Show on Free FM. Folks, welcome to another edition of Back Porch Bluegrass. I'm your host, Paul Trenworth, and this program will be featuring the music of the Osborne brothers, and in particular, Sonny Osborne, because the bad news is that Sonny Osborne died on October 24th, 2021, at the age of 84, and he was a giant in the world of bluegrass music and a huge influence on my music too. We'll be featuring the music of him and his brother Bobby through the years and I hope you're going to enjoy the music and the legacy of music that he's left. We're going to kick off with a tune from one of the band leaders of today who was an absolute Osborne Brothers fan. I'm sure she would have been an Osborne brother if she possibly could have been. That's Rhonda Vincent. Let's listen to Rhonda Vincent and the Rage doing the Bluegrass classic, Bluegrass Express.
Bluegrass Today had a wonderful obituary uh, written by John Curtis Goad, and I'll read sections from that obituary because they can say it so much better than I can, just to give you a background to the man who we're going to be honouring in today's programme. Sonny was born in 1937 in the mountains of southeastern Kentucky's Leslie County and he first picked up the banjo at around age of 11 and began pursuing music professionally just a few years later at age 14 while living in Dayton, Ohio. And he was hired by Bill Monroe through knowing Jimmy Martin and having played a bit with Jimmy Martin. That was at the end of his freshman year of high school and he went on to record and perform on the Grand Ole Opry with Bill Monroe over the summer. We're going to hear a little bit more from Sonny himself about that later in the program. And then uh, he returned to school, then he went back and worked with Monroe and stayed on as a bluegrass boy until his brother Bobby returned home from uh, military service in 1953. When Sonny joined Bill Monroe, he was totally inexperienced and he just wasn't quite the quality of the banjo players who had preceded him like Earl Scruggs and Don Reno and Rudy Lyle. He was to become one of the greats and a great traditional banjo player as well as a great innovator. But um, it was a great band with Munro. Uh, it was Jimmy Martin and Charlie Klein, Ernie Newton on bass and Bill Munro on mandolin. They had a unity, tightness of sound uh, that some bands never achieve. And Sonny displayed a sense of taste and timing that held the band's sound together. Uh, the recordings were all good, but the best remembered in those sessions were the numbers in which the banjo wasn't featured, like In the Pines and Walking in Jerusalem Just Like John and Memories of Mother and Dad. But um, this very nervous 14-year-old Sonny Osborne played Adequate Banjo Breaks in My Dying Bed and Don't Put Off Till Tomorrow and Pike County Breakdown. And we're going to hear Pike County Breakdown. Also played in uh, a re-recording of Footprints in the Snow, which Bill Monroe had recorded earlier in 1945, but he re-recorded in this session. If you listen to it, it's just typical bluegrass banjo playing, but when you see it in context, great playing from a 14-year-old scared to death of his boss and not being very familiar with the musicians or the material. I think he did a great job. Let's have a listen. She just stepped out, but it be returning soon. I found her 
Now let's listen to Pike County Breakdown from the same session. It's a real mandolin tune, but Sonny does a very commendable break uh, right towards the end of the tune. Thank you. 
after Bobby returned from the Korean War and uh, got back together with Sonny, they uh, moved to the Dayton, Ohio area. And they got together again with Jimmy Martin. And the Jimmy Martin and Osborne brothers were a great combination and uh, recorded some excellent music, very driving. Bobby's soaring tenor, Sonny singing great baritone by this time, and his banjo playing had moved up several notches from what he did in his early days with Monroe. And I'm going to play a track from the 1954 era. It's called She's Just a Cute Thing. That sparkles with love I swore I never lose her Even prayed to God above And then I joined the service I lived to serve my time And then a guy met her With eyes that seemed like mine She's not the kind you in any walk of life And I can see her only As my beloved That with her, but trying to forget her is more than I can do. She's not the kind you picture in any walk of life, and I can see her only as my beloved wife. But the band with uh, Jimmy Martin folded as quickly as it had started, says Bob Artis in the book Bluegrass. Uh, by the summer of 1955, Bob and Sonny had moved to Wheeling to play with Charlie Bailey at the WWVA Jamboree. I've never been there, but some of you folk listening might have been there. But that association with Bailey didn't work out, and uh, a few months later they were back in Dayton, Ohio, and that's when they decided they'd never be content to be sidemen. They had something special, uh, something that would set them apart from other bluegrass musicians, and they took on driving cabs uh, to support their musical uh, desires, worked in some dreadful places in southern Ohio. <laughs> it was while they were there they started working with Red Allen, who was a great singer and guitarist. They used to sing music part-time with him. Then they auditioned for and won a contract with MGM Records. And within a very short time, the Osbournes were back at the WWVA Jamboree, and they were stars of that because that was a, such a great band uh, in Wheeling in 1956. Beautiful trio with the Osbournes and Red Allen. And Bobby Osborne had a great song called Ruby. 
It was a traditional sounding number, learned from the singing of Cousin Emmy, and Bobby sang it so high and with real power, and Sonny just absolutely drove it with very traditional sounding banjo, and then they had a great chorus at the end of it, and Ruby was a song that was to stay with the Osborne brothers for the rest of their musical lives. Let's have a listen to Ruby. Becoming pretty obvious that uh, the sound that the Osbournes were developing lent itself very much to country music, and Sonny's banjo playing was just superb, and he captured licks that other instruments played, put them into a banjo context, and really made um, quite innovative sounds, yet somehow sounding quite bluegrassy, I guess, and uh, they also 
chose material that was very much part of the country music scene. I'd like to play for you one of their, well, to me, a lesser-known song. It's one called This Heart of Mine Can Never Say Goodbye. This is from about 1956, and it just shows the, the great country music that they were playing, even at that time. This Heart of Mine. Osborne Brothers carried on through the 1950s making great music but uh, were a little bit unhappy with uh, their record deal with MGM and from being at Wheeling and they made contact in Nashville, particularly with Doyle Wilburn of the Wilburn Brothers and uh, arranged a contract with Decca Records and got an all-important spot on the Grand Ole Opry, 1964 I think that was. They produced a whole bunch of great LPs uh, on the Decca label. I've got lots of them. I'm a Osborne Brothers fan from way back in. Well, they've seriously influenced the Hamilton County Bluegrass Band with their approach to the music and uh, we just loved the way they did whole bunches of different songs with the country feel to them as well as the driving bluegrass aspect of their music. One of the major hits though that really 
catapulted the Osborne brothers to the top of the list was a tune uh, written by Felice and Boudelot Bryant called Rocky Top, dealing with a fictional Tennessee mountain community. Pounding song, totally bluegrass, uh, lots of good banjo mandolin and an excellent storyline about a mountain boy who wishes he was back on the mountain away from the smog and the telephone bills. Some of the bluegrasses at the time didn't like it because it had an electric bass in it, a bit of pedal steel guitar, and uh, but it was probably been one of the biggest hits of all time for bluegrass music, getting a huge amount of play. And no matter who your band is, if you play a gig out in the general public, people might come up and ask you for, can you play Rocky Top for me? And that's such a great tune. Let's play it for you now. Osborne Brothers and Rocky Top. The Osborne brothers have always done some great instrumental work, and here's one from the album Fastest Grass Alive. It's a tune called Side Saddle, written by Sonny and Dale Sled, who was playing guitar with them at the time. Or, yes, it was. Uh, Sonny and Bob, Robbie Osborne was playing drums, Dennis Digby was playing bass, Hal Rugg was playing pedal steel, Vassa Clements was playing fiddle. 
Side Saddle. It's a great tune. They weren't necessarily all driving bluegrass, but they had wonderful licks to them and uh, were great instrumentals to listen to. Here's Side Saddle. to Back Porch Bluegrass and I'm your host Paul Trenworth and today's show is about Sonny Osborne, the banjo playing part of the Osborne brothers who died at the end of October and we really miss him. His playing and his singing with his brother has just been so special and such an integral part of bluegrass music and uh, number no matter how much I play and and, and say about them, uh, we almost can't honour them and their role in bluegrass music enough. Back Porch Bluegrass comes from Hamilton, New Zealand, uh, Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and it's sponsored by Shearer's Music Works. And if you're ever in Hamilton, you ought to call in and see them. It's a great music store. Uh, they sell everything from Martin guitars to uh, different gauge flat picks with everything in between. And uh, anything you want to play music, you'll find it at Shearer's. All the staff are musicians, very helpful, and give you good advice and uh, help you find what you need to play your music better. Big shout out to all the people listening uh, on podcasts. 
Access Radio stations in New Zealand and in Canada, Bluegrass Planet Radio. Thanks very much for tuning into Back Porch Bluegrass. I was hugely influenced by the Osborne Brothers. I've got lots and lots of LPs, not so much in the in the later years, but uh, I just love the way they played. And I think any band that is playing their bluegrass music to a general public rather than a bluegrass audience will really appreciate the music that the Osborne Brothers have played. They do a great job, and um, anything from the Osborne Brothers would go over well in most settings. But it's time we had a gospel tune. Uh, Let's listen to um, Crying Holy Unto the Lord. Osborne's, of course, always had a great band working with them. And on the Up to Date and Down to Earth album, uh, they had uh, Ronnie Reno playing bass and Dale Sled playing guitar. And uh, they all contributed to the vocal work and the innovative instrumental work. But they got featured every now and then uh, as the Osborne's reverted to a more regular trio sound. I'd like to play you uh, the Osborne Brothers version of the Buck Owen song, Where Do the Good, Where Does the Good Times Go? Bad English, but a great song. This, I think, is Dale Sled singing leading it. Let's have a listen to Where Does the Good Times Go? 
have an album that the Osbournes recorded, a live concert at Opryland. This was recorded in 1981. They had the Lewis family on the show with them. Uh, they had uh, Mac Wiseman on the show with them. Uh, Roy Acuff introduced them. It was a great live album, and I was interested to hear what the Osbournes were doing around that time. There's got some wonderful tunes on it. They'd played live, just like a regular bluegrass band, really. And I'd like to play you one of my favourite songs from that album. And I'll let Sonny introduce it. I tell you, we're having a good time. Absolutely. Here's a song that we first did, I guess, about 12 or 13 years ago. And we really love the song written by Daryl Statler. Beautiful song called Bluegrass Melodies. Sing me 
could sing Uncle Pen And she'd do one soft and gentle That would make me cry a little How I wish I could hear one again All that's left is a memory of a little wooden cabin and two country graves side by side. But on a summer evening, sometimes I start believing I hear Mama singing one more time. One of my favourite albums in recent years is one called Rhonda Vincent and the Rage with Bluegrass Legends live at the Ryman. And she had Bobby Osborne, Sonny Osborne, Mac Wiseman, Jesse McReynolds with her at the Ryman Auditorium on July the 14th, 2016, as well as featuring her wonderful band, The Rage. Uh, she f really featured the music of these legends, and she obviously loved talking to Sonny and Bobby. Evidently, um, she wasn't even sure whether Sonny was going to come or not, but he did, and such a gentleman. He spoke beautifully, sang so well. He was in his late 70s. Bobby was in his 80s and they sang so well Sonny didn't play banjo Bobby played some mandolin but the harmonies were just immaculate I've got Sonny talking about his first appearance on the Grand Ole Opry I'll play that for you then he talks with uh, Rhonda about a medley of their songs and they sing these great songs of theirs wonderful harmony this is a real treat folks if you Get a chance, buy the CD and the DVD. The DVD is just wonderful. I tell you, you watch it, you get a tear in your eye. It's wonderful music. Bluegrass Legends, Rhonda Vincent and the Rage. Hey, yeah, I want to, you know, my career in this business started right over there. Well, it did. But... I played the banjo with Bill Monroe, and I was 14 years old and scared completely to death, right over there. And unless I change my mind greatly, it'll end right here tonight, too. <laughs> so, so I really should stand over there. <laughs> What year were you guys made members of the Grand Ole Opry? What year were you members of the Opry? 64. 1964. Yeah. Wow. 
And go ahead. And so what year was, I mean, was Rocky Top was the thing that just skyrocketed? 67. In 67. Yeah. Christmas Day. On Christmas Day? It was released on Christmas Day of 1967. Yeah. Now, who was milling those out on Christmas Day? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing, Decca Records did, and, and we're so thankful for Rocky Top. Everybody that plays and sings in this business or any other business should have a song like that once. It's just really amazing. And still is. And it's the Tennessee State song, too. Tennessee State song. But then also, Kentucky was one of her songs. And that's a, that's a, a state song, too. That's the Kentucky State yeah, song. Yeah, that's the Kentucky State song. Figures he had, to, he had to get Kentucky in there. He's a big UK fan. While you guys are out here, now there's some of my favorite songs. Could we do a medley of songs, maybe? That's the wonderful thing about getting to know these guys. You find out his favorite song is My Favorite Memory. What an awesome song that is. One of my favorites is uh, Benista Waters, and I recorded that on the Country's Family Reunion. And then Windy City. Could we do a medley of those three? They used to do, they used to do all of these medleys of all these songs, so they've done... Uh, could we do that combination? So, My Favorite Memory, Benista Waters, and Windy City, can we put those all? Because then we, we'll do that and then we have to take a break before we come back for a lot more surprises for the evening. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. Sonny's looking at me. <laughs> I, I can't believe you're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's sing this medley of songs and then we'll take a little break and we'll be right back. Don't go away. Once in a strong undertow The surface won't tell you what the deep water knows Darling I'm saying I know something's wrong Beneath still water Soon be 
my little country town And every step she takes with you is down But you're as cold and heartless As your chilling winds that blow Folks, we've come to the end of my tribute to Sonny Osborne. The music of the Osborne brothers has just been such a big influence in my own music, uh, both the way they presented their music, the sort of songs that they chose, um, how accessible they made their music to uh, a wide variety of audiences. I last saw them in 1998 at the Ryman Auditorium when I was part of a, a tour to the USA to see some bluegrass music. They were wonderful on stage. Sonny broke a string in the kickoff of a song, changed the string while they were singing the song and finished it with a banjo break. Just amazing to watch. If you go online to places like Bluegrass Today, you'll see where many people are writing in tributes. It's just lovely to watch them being written, uh, all the nice things they're saying about uh, Sonny Osborne. We're going to finish up with a, an instrumental. His instrumental work was just beautiful. He always said things very simply, but with deceptively beautiful licks, and just set things up lovely. This is a tune from Fastest Grass Alive, and it's called Sled Riding, obviously written together with Dale Sled. Thanks, Sonny, for all the music that you've played over the years. There'll be much more of it played on this program in years to come. Goodbye, everyone.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.